Hey there, Rockstar Manifestors. You have found or made your way to this week's episode of the Rockstar Manifestors podcast. So uh, welcome. Uh, the question that I have to share with you today is quite simple, but it may go deep. <laughs> so the question is, how do you want to experience life? Now, this could be your day-to-day -day life or kind of overall um, impressions of how you want to experience life. And that is what I'm going to be talking to you about today in the aspect of how to get started or add to it, up-level, if you will, because I think this is a question that is very worthy of repeating or going back to revisiting. And it is perfectly primed um, to do that right now because we are in the Aries uh, lunar cycle. So as the as of the day that I'm recording this, which is March 22nd, 2023, the Aries new moon was yesterday. So we're still very much in that new moon energy. And since the zodiac repeats every year, the zodiac calendar which actually starts with Aries, repeats every year, just like the calendar, like the months of the calendar, you can revisit this question every Aries new moon um, or at Aries season or even anytime there's, uh, the moon is in Aries because the moon goes through all 12 signs every single uh, lunar cycle. So that's uh, the overall umbrella of Aries season. How do you want to experience life? And that question is appropriate for Aries because Aries is all about the self. It's the first sign of the zodiac. It's like, how do I want to experience life? What do I want to do? What fun do I want to have? So uh, working with the Zodiac, you get these flavors and patterns and different focuses that you can tune into and choose to work with on any number of levels. So welcome on in, whether you are returning uh, or this is your first time. Uh, my name is Patty and I specialize in helping you believe in your dreams and show up as that rock star living the life that you desire, whatever that looks like for you, so that those dreams and desires you have have no choice but to uh, manifest for you and become reality. So um, let's dive into talking about how you want to experience life. And the things I'm going to share with you today are about habit starting, starting new habits, changing habits, if you will, so that they move you in the direction of the person you want to be, the things that you want to be experiencing and doing in your life. So starting, um, if you're not familiar uh, with the Zodiac calendar, it starts, like I said, now in Aries season or at the Aries new moon, depending on when that falls, that could be March or April, um, either, you know, depending on how the cycle plays out. 
And so if this time of year, spring, at least here in the Northern Hemisphere, we are we just had the spring equinox. And so if this time of year feels more like a new year, uh, like now is when you're ready to dive into uh, setting intentions or taking action, getting things started, then that's likely because you're tuned in to the in the last couple episodes or so, I uh, heard me talk about how this time of year is equal to go back and listen to how I shared how the four quarters of the lunar cycle um, line up with the four seasons. And so with the first quarter moon phase, which is what we would be um entering now, it's that action taking time, time to start taking action on your intentions. And you can, of course, set intentions. You can set an intention at any time. It Depending on which phase of the lunar cycle we're in is how you might just want to um, focus it, right? Because you could focus it on the waxing half, on what you wanna call in, what you wanna do, what actions you want to take, what you desire. And if you're working with the waning half of the lunar cycle, your focus could be, what do you want to release in order to create room for the thing that you do want to call in? And subsequently, then you can work with that at the next new moon. So there is no wrong time to jump in and it's never too late or you didn't miss it because the lunar cycle repeats every single month. So let's get into this habit thing. <laughs> Starting uh, new things or habits uh, is something that we do, or a lot of people do at the beginning of a year. And in the coming up episode, I'm going to actually talk to you about how you can create or you can work with multiple new years throughout the calendar year the zodiac year, and how they might each have different themes or different focuses and how you can personalize that for yourself. So that's going to be coming up shortly. But taking action at this time or getting things going, starting new habits, that's where I have chosen to focus because this could go in so many directions and could go on forever. And of course, I don't want that. <laughs> so let me start before I get you into the tips on how to start um, implementing habits and give you a little bit of insight. Our brain likes to simplify things and automate things. It likes to just kind of um, get to the point where the day-to-day -day things just become or happen on autopilot because that then frees up the brain space to focus on things that need attention, like decisions or things that are not routine and automated. And as an example of this process, I have, I like to share either tying your shoes or driving a car, because depending on how your brain works, you might relate to one more or depending on your experiences, maybe um, you have children and you can, you know, teach this to them with using the tying your shoes example. But in either example, whether it be tying your shoes or driving a car, when you first start 
doing it. When you first learn, your brain is very focused on every little step, right? Let's start with tying shoes. It's a put the laces, you know, one in each hand, cross one over the other, make the, you know, loop and use the bunny ears and pull it through the tunnel or whatever each step is. So your brain is very focused on that and walking through each step, step by step. And as you get more proficient at it, as it becomes easier and your brain doesn't need to focus so much on each step, they kind of all blur together and tying your shoes become something that you can do without thinking about it. You can do it with your eyes closed. You can do it without a lot of times even realizing, you know, that you're taking time to do that because your brain takes over and it's on autopilot. It's something that it knows to do without spending a lot of energy on that. Now, a little bit more complex is when you learn to drive a car. When you're learning to drive, you're very hyper-focused on each of the sequential steps, whether let's say the car is locked, you have to unlock the car, get in the car, put the key in the ignition, uh, put your seatbelt on, adjust the mirrors, make sure that the uh, steering wheel is right and everything is set right for you. Um, so all these things, step-by-step, step, take a little bit longer or you're more hyper-focused your brain is, as you are, on each step and making sure everything is right, like turning, remembering to click the turn signal and shift the the gears, you know, into reverse or drive and press the pedal and all these things. After a while, do you even think of all the steps? Do you run through the steps any longer as you become proficient and used to getting in your car, starting and getting going. It just happens on autopilot. And so that is that process. It's habit. It becomes a habit and it becomes by automatic and you don't have to spend time thinking about it anymore. So this is the type of process, the, you know, the same things that happens, the same, let me process, the same process happens when you start or implement habits that you choose to start, um, habits that we do that, you know, we don't have to do technically, but that we, most of us do include brushing teeth, taking a shower, you know, folding laundry, all these types of things. Those are all examples of habits because we don't pay them any mind almost. So when you're starting something new, here are the things that I'm going to um, suggest as ways to start them and incorporate them into your daily life so that they do become automatic and you don't have to put so much uh, brain power into them. So the first one is to pair the habit that you are implementing or that you are starting with something that you already do, something that is already a habit. Tie the new habit together with that. This is something that I learned from the book, um, Atomic Habits. I cannot 
right now think of the author, but I will link the book or put the information in the show notes and the descriptions so that you can check it out if you want. But he refers to this as habit stacking, where you stack a new habit onto an existing habit. And a very simple example of this, but one that I used and that I, that now is automatic is when I was brushing, when I brush my teeth, because that is something that has already been established as a habit. When I brush my teeth, <laughs> I started doing some type of movement. Like first it was squats and plies when I was in dance class, which is the same thing. Basically just plie sounds fancier. Um, and doing different like leg lifts. And once I got, pro I don't want to say proficient, once that became normal, then I added where I started doing it in other areas. Like when I was waiting for my coffee, you know, for the coffee to brew or something. And so the definite time that I do it is when I'm brushing my teeth. And so I do some type of activity um, along those lines. And it's not always the same thing, but I started it with always doing squats because I could easily do that while brushing my teeth. And then I expanded it to do other things. And so that is an example of habit stacking. You take a new habit and stack it, pair it with one you already do and that is ingrained in your day-to-day -day life. And after a period of time, that then becomes the automatic thing you do, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so I uh, did that at a hotel. <laughs> I was on a road trip with my mom and I was doing that. I was actually doing um, like where you stand up on your tiptoes, um, you know, stand up like um, it's an exercise. What is it? In Releve, Releve, I think in ballet, just stand up on your toes Um repetition. And that's also very easy to do as I'm brushing my teeth. And so mom's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, well, I just do some type of leg exercise or some type of exercise when I'm brushing my teeth. And so it became natural. I didn't think about it. And it didn't matter that I was somewhere new because it was tied or it is tied to brushing my teeth. So one, that first one is habit stacking. And that comes from Atomic Habits, which I will link in the description and all the places that you're uh, able to watch uh, and catch this uh, episode. Next is pair the habit with something that is already fun for you, especially if it's a habit that doesn't feel so fun or it doesn't feel like something you want to do but you know it's something that will move you in the direction of what you want and getting achieving the, the results that you desire. So pair it with something that is already fun. Like if going, um, if you like listening to music and it's something that makes you feel good and you want to start walking or doing something along those lines, pair the walk with music that you enjoy. Pair, you know, the jog, if that's what you're going to do, or pair exercise, at, you know, all together with music. Because if music is something that's fun for you, then it's not as bad. It doesn't feel as bad when you're going on the walk. It doesn't feel like a chore. 
it gives you that little bit of an edge to give you the association of doing it with something fun. And then even if you truly never get to enjoy like the actual exercise or the habit itself, it at least is not as bad. And it still becomes something that you associate with something that is fun. So sometimes um, I have spoken with people where it's like, well, then tie it with um, it will be fun because then when I'm done, I can just do the thing I love by itself or everybody's different. So depending on how you like to, to how your brain works and how you like to look at things like from which perspective, but tying it with something that's fun takes that edge off. Um, and then this is kind of flows right into that from tying it with something that is fun, um, incorporate a reward system for yourself. Because when you, when your brain starts to associate getting a reward for completion of the habit or the task, your brain starts to, um, it's almost like, um, like getting addicted to the payoff, to the reward. So make sure that it, the reward is not going to totally derail your your habit that you're implementing, but tie it to a reward. And it can be different layers of rewards. If you um, have heard me talk about the Pomodoro method, which is how I break up time, work time when I have like either a long task that feels daunting, or when I'm having trouble simply focusing on even the small tasks. What I do is I usually set the timer for, it's a two hour work period that I work with. So I set the timer, it's working for 25 minutes and then having a five minute break to do something that is not related to work. And I actually developed this habit of to help me stay focused on my work and keep from allowing myself to give into distractions because I then knew I had a five minute window that I could give into that distraction, but it is important to set a timer or follow a pre-programmed uh, Pomodoro timer. They have them on YouTube. You can search Pomodoro method on YouTube. Uh, I believe there, and I do, there are some Spotify playlists where you can just search Pomodoro and they are pre-timed. So all you have to do is follow along and not and not bother with setting the timer on your phone. So I stack my rewards so that the last one is the best one. And the last one is always a piece of chocolate. I did a story, like I did that on stories uh, once. So I break up the habits where one is movement. Maybe I do some squats or something. Then the next one, I allow myself to scroll, to, you know, scroll on social media or do whatever the thing is that I would, the distraction that I would give into, um, one, I try to incorporate a dance break. So if I did movement like squats one, I would do like a little five minute dance break and another one. And the last one is always the chocolate. So I do look forward to that chocolate and I make sure that I do the chocolate in one of the first breaks. So incorporate the reward reward caveat like catch all that I will finish with use 
how you will feel once you accomplish the task or once uh, the habit um, is formed as the motivating factor, not how you feel before getting started. Um, because as an example with exercise, it's the easiest example that I can share. Most of the time, we don't look forward. We don't feel like exercising, like getting up out of our warm bed or <laughs> whatever the case is, putting on the shoes and going outside for the walk, right? We may not feel like doing the exercise. And many times that derails us because we're thinking, oh, if I don't feel like doing it, then I'm not aligned with it. It's not the right activity. Uh, I should allow myself to rest. And so don't use that feeling. Use the feeling of how you will feel when it's done as the motivating factor. Like you will feel accomplished. You will feel uh, less stressed. You will feel excited. You will feel relieved, whatever it is. Use that feeling as the motivating factor and don't, you know, beware that you're not getting stuck in that, oh, I don't feel like doing it today. So that must mean that I don't have to or that I shouldn't do it today. That's where we, you know, where we, it's that fine line of listen to your feelings or tap into your feelings, but tap into the feeling of how you want to feel and you want to feel accomplished, you want to feel healthy, you want to feel uh, more energetic. And so doing the exercise or making the healthy choice with your food is what will lead to that feeling. So just be mindful that you're not getting caught up in, I don't feel like doing it. So go past that and have that, whatever that dangling carrot, like they say, <laughs> as the end result that you're looking for as the motivating uh, factor. So that's where I'm going to stop today so that it's not too overwhelming and this doesn't uh, become like too much information. So just as a recap, uh, whether you're starting new habits at the new calendar year uh, for your birthday, anytime at all, anytime you want to start a new habit, um, habit stack it and pair it with a habit that's already established. Uh, incorporate or pair it with something that is already fun or um, incorporate something that is fun for you as part of the habit. And then incorporate a reward system um, as a motivating factor. And you can um, have a sliding scale of the rewards. Like if the first, let's say like with the, if you want to exercise certain number of days per week, um, every day might have a certain reward, like, you know, your favorite flavor smoothie or something along those lines. After you reach a week, you might have a different level reward, like treating yourself to um, a coffee somewhere or making yourself a, a special coffee at home. After you reach a month, you might reward yourself with a new piece of exercise clothes. So keep the rewards in line with the habit and what you're what you're aiming for and they can be on a you know elevating or increasing scale depending on the habit so i would love to know if you have topics that you would like me to talk about here please email me at vision v-i-s-i-o-n at 
bluemoonmanifestations.com. And that is a great place to send me feedback as well about the thoughts of the podcast, your experiences with what I talk about, or if you try any of the things that I share. Um, it's the, my inbox, I like to say, is always open. So you can send that at any time at all. And uh, I will see you next week. So thank you all for being here and for catching either the replay or the live recording. Uh, and I will talk to you next time, guys. Take care.